Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. It is Jen, and I am here with a lovely friend of mine named Nita, and uh, welcome to the podcast, Nita. Hi, Jen. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am excited to talk to you and learn more about your business. Um, I know that I had kind of mentioned on my Instagram that you are in the States, so I hope you guys are all staying safe and not going stir crazy in your house. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost at the crazy level. <laughs> the crazy level. I understand all too well. Boy, boy, mom's got to stick together, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start by telling everybody who you are and what you do for your business? Okay. So my name is Nita and I am a stay-at-home mom of a one crazy one-year-old and <laughs> his name is Adam. And I decorate Pakistani, Indian, and American events. And my business is called Nita Stack Events and Designs in Baltimore, Maryland. Amazing. Awesome. Um, how did you find this profession? Like how long have you been doing it? Okay. So when I was 15, I went to Pakistan. That's where I'm originally from. And I went to Pakistan for the first time with my family um, for my cousin's wedding. And it was the most beautiful series of events that I have ever witnessed. We were in Pakistan for like two months during our summer vacation and the festivities continued for that long, which is crazy. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I was truly inspired by the colors and like the intricate fashion, the many tradition and events that occurred up to that big day, it legit felt like you were in a song and a dance of a Bollywood movie. And who doesn't want that as a career? You know, no kidding. No kidding. (laughs) So I learned so much about the Pakistani culture. And that when I returned, I organized an elaborate anniversary party for my parents with a color scheme of red and gold, which are the traditional colors of one of the days of a Pakistani wedding. And then from there on, every party we had in the family had a theme, a decadent cake, centerpieces, favors, and a backdrop. And so by the age of 24 and up, I was organizing bachelor parties in Vegas, henna nights in Virginia and New York, bridal showers and baby showers and baptisms in Maryland, and leading up to now with weddings and birthdays. So I love seeing people's reaction when they walk into the room and see the decor because they're in complete shock. And I just love, love that about what I do. So I made that happy surprise factor in their life. So that's honestly like really rewarding to me. No kidding. Um, So you've been doing it then off and on since you were like 15 is kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. No, I I have photographed uh, quite a few kind of Indian events here up in Calgary and Mm -hmm. I like they're just insane. The amount of planning that goes into it and the decor and how elaborate the decor is. You're right. Like I've I've followed quite a few of like my photography client families and they're like, can you come do this event? And can you come do this event? And just, oh my goodness, like you're right. The colors are just amazing. Yeah. It's really, really like, it's, it's just a huge celebration that continues on for days, you know? Kidding. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I know I did a wedding that, um, I want to say like seven or eight years ago, that was an kind of half Indian wedding, half Canadian wedding. So they Mm -hmm. had like the traditional Indian day. 
And then the next day in a different city, they had kind of the more, you know, we'll call it the Canadian wedding celebration. And after those two days, which I know is so minimal for an Indian event, but I was exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. So that's so funny you say that because I had a Pakistani Italian wedding. Mm, Yes. Yeah. By the time, like, I think the third day rolled around, like my husband and I were like, okay, where are we? You know, what day is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So uh, obviously you have an elaborate amount of props, I would assume. Do you have like a storage lot where you have them all? (laughs) So my mom's basement, my basement, and my sister's basement. That's where all of this stuff is sitting at. (laughs) I love you. So you have to have like a inventory of everything. Okay, I need all that stuff from mom's house. Yeah. (laughs) That is crazy. Amazing. So how do you find your clients mostly? So it, it truly, honestly, is referrals. And I've been booked with so many friends of friends and family in many cities. And it's just been such a blessing to have such a huge extended family on both sides. And like I said, like I had a Pakistani Italian wedding. So my husband comes from a huge Italian family. So I I have referrals from there and I have a big Pakistani family. And so like, I mean, my own, my own wedding was 300 people and that was mostly family. So (laughs) that's insane. (laughs) No. Oh, goodness. And then as far as marketing my event business through social media, I honestly stopped creating the online accounts after having complications from labor. So Mm -hmm. I slowed down after having Adam because at that time, it got to be too much with a full-time job and then raising Adam when he was a newborn and then managing my event business on the side. Mm -hmm. So, and I was already getting booked two to three times a month. And as you know, Pakistani Indian weddings doesn't just consist of one day. It was several days of events and clients usually want you to handle the decor for all their events rather than than just that one day. Oh, for so, sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. So I thought about not marketing the business just yet because I already have such a huge client base that I can manage right now. Totally. So, just from your families alone. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So what do you do as a full-time job? Obviously, you're not working now with the lockdown in Maryland, but uh, what do you do for work normally? So when um, I, after having Adam, I actually quit my um, full-time job, which I was a financial analyst for a corporation. Okay. And yeah. And I quit my job when Adam was six months because it just got so much between breastfeeding and then breast pumping over there and then trying to make up all my work over there and then handling the event business on the side. It was just a lot. My goodness. So did you go back to work before the one year was up? And did I, what? Do you guys have maternity leave in, in yes, the States? Oh. Did. Yes, I did return back to work. Unfortunately, I had major complications due to um, my episiotomy and I had to get a second and a third surgery oh after so yeah, that took a lot of time out from my full-time job as well. And the recovery period for each of those surgeries was a month. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that makes it hard to work, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I understand on that physical front all too well, sister. Um, yeah. Okay, so what would you say an average budget would be for a client? Obviously, it differs from like an event versus a wedding. Mm-hmm. So this answer is a little tricky because it all depends on what they would like for me to include in their proposal. Mm. So if you want to go out 
all like go all out, then I like to call it the treat yourself package. And that can range anywhere from $5,000 to $12,000, including backdrop, centerpieces, favors, custom dessert station, custom signs, etc. And it all, all honestly depends on what the clients are looking for me to do. I have different proposals for different events, such as a henna night is more low key and more of a pregame party before the big day. And that would be around 3,500. Okay, perfect. And you would typically do like a henna night for like a bachelorette event kind of thing? Yes, exactly. Okay, okay gotcha. Um, and how many days is your average event? <laughs> so like you said, like you've done, you know, any Indian weddings. So if, for a Pakistani and Indian wedding, it's honestly around six to seven days. My so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How does the bride and groom have energy after that many days? I know. It's like constant partying mode. Like, oh So God. like you have tolki parties, which it means like a drum party. And this usually takes one to two weeks before the main celebration and consists of the bridal party and close friends and relatives of the bride and groom. The guests sing and dance traditionally while beating on a dholak drum, hence the name dholki party. Mm-hmm. And many guests also like to throw the bride and groom a dholki party. So there will most likely be like two or three of these parties from other guests of the party. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this wasn't in our questions, but if someone gets engaged, just like typically in an Indian fashion, like what would this amount of events be leading up to the wedding? just typical Indian fashion? Oh, that would be like so many, <laughs> like 20 to 30. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, because you have like every, every aunt wants to throw the bride and groom a party at their house. So like you'll have your engagement party and then another aunt's like, well, I want to do like, you know, a little celebration for them. So she'll have it at her house. And then our, another aunt from like the groom side or the bride side is like, well, I want to do one too. And it just becomes like the <laughs> competitive thing oh to like God. have these parties. So by the time the wedding comes, you're partied out. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, that's so insane. My goodness. Um, our wedding, my husband and I, we had, (laughs) we had 50 people. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So very different, very low key. Um, okay. So obviously you said that, you know, it can be kind of a week long kind of event for a wedding. Yeah. Is a typical event, like, let's just say you're doing like a birthday party or a baby shower. That's obviously just the one day. Right, exactly. So, um, and also in our culture, we actually have like two types of baby showers. One is like just where all the women come and they like, well, I know in the American baby shower, it's also all the women too, but now they're doing like, you know, both men and um, women. But with the first one in the Pakistani Indian culture, like all the women come to the bride's, I mean, not the bride, the mother's house. Yeah. And they bring her fruits and like all these healthy things. And it's like pretty much giving her all this stuff. So she can, you know, grow a healthy baby and they just like show love and support to her. And then the baby shower comes after that. So that is a lot. So, I mean, obviously it depends on what people are asking of you from your decor kind of basements, (laughs) but how do you decide, like, do they just give you like a color theme and you kind of go through your stuff that you have? How do you decide? 
So I first and foremost ask my clients, what is their theme? That is my favorite word, honestly. Like, what is the theme? I can run off the deep end with anything you give me. So I usually ask for their Pinterest board. And Pinterest helps me out so much because I know exactly what they're looking for and what color scheme they will have for the entire event. And I can also use their boards to see what I have in inventory and what I would need to order or get custom made. Gotcha. Okay. So if you do have to have something custom made, how long would that take normally? So I have a lot of vendors that I've worked with, um, like from Etsy, um, from Zazzle. And usually like if I do priority, it comes within the same week. And then the latest I've gotten something is like two weeks and mostly it's because it's out of the country. So I'll have like a client in from Etsy that I'm ordering something from and it's out of the country. And then I also get a lot of stuff from Pakistan and I have a lot of family members there. They'll send it through DHL. Like if I need curtains for drapery or, you know, henna decor, they'll send it right away and they'll, they'll arrive typically in two weeks. And is it cheaper to get stuff from Pakistan? Oh my gosh, so much cheaper. (laughs) And like the quality is probably there, right? Like someone trying to replicate, say, an Indian curtain. Yeah. This is what comes from Pakistan. I'm sure the one from Pakistan is beautiful. Right. And like a lot of like brides want chiffon like curtains. And so chiffon in Pakistan is super cheap compared to here because you can't really find it here. And obviously the people who are selling it are, are outsourcing it as well. So I just get it directly from there. I don't need to go through so many people to go get it, you know? No, totally. Yeah. You don't, you don't need the upsell price. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, what, how, how has your business been affected obviously by this U.S. shutdown? Because you just told me before we recorded that Maryland is now on lockdown. Yeah, it's unfortunately now it's on lockdown until April 30th. And our governor said today. And so honestly, it's been very hard to imagine the future for events to occur soon. Mm -hmm. Like I had two weddings booked for this summer, one in April and one in June, and both are canceled for now. Mm -hmm. And it truly has been tough because my husband owns his own business where he's the sole mechanic of restoring classic cars. And right now he's the only one supporting our family. So this shutdown has definitely been hard on us because the toughest thing to know in this business is like, when do I get back into this? You know, when can venues start letting people book their events? And it's just been hard, like not being able to plan ahead, you know, like not even being able to plan a couple of months ahead because I have no idea when this is going to, you know, get over. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's tough. And I'm sure all these brides and grooms are not out money per se, but things are just on hold. So same with you, like I'm sure they've given you a deposit. So do you just hold that moving forward until the event is rebooked or have you had to refund people? Yeah. Um, And then like also with Adam not being able to get out of the house, like he would have so much family come over and play with him. And now it's been almost a month and his Nana and Nani miss him so much and they feel like they're missing out on him changing so quickly. And and a a lot of my family members are in the medical field. Like I I mentioned to you, like my brother-in-law is an ER doctor. My mother-in-law is a nurse. And one of my sisters is a pediatrics NP and the other sister is at customs and border protection officer. So oh it's gonna be like yeah, months before they can even see Adam. No kidding. And how are they saying things are where where they're working? 
Yeah, unfortunately, it's pretty bad. Like my brother-in-law was telling me the other day, he got two 30-year-olds who mm. were COVID positive, and it was just really sad. He's like a husband and wife, and he's like they're trying to recover, but it's going to take a really long time. And he's like, what's upsetting is that they were out 14 days prior to you know testing positive. That means they have family members that they met. You know? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, they were talking to people and seeing people and. Um, and so do you think that, like, I know that, um, your president had said some things about, you know, being open again in about two weeks, obviously that's not going to be the case. Yeah, that's definitely not going to be the case. And my brother-in-law is really upset about that. he's like, how is he saying that to people? That yeah, is not- he's not, he's not frontline doctor. He doesn't see it. Right. And how like- has your, sorry, who works in border patrol? My sister-in-law. Okay. And how is she saying things are? Because I'm sure that's a stressful position. Yeah, she, she's finally, like, now they told her, like, you know, she can come in one or two days a week. Like, she doesn't have to be in the front line. But she, she was actually babysitting four weeks ago, and then she canceled and said, Nita, I can't come in because I feel like I'm being exposed to the shipments that are coming in. You know, oh. you never know that if it's on there or whatnot. And some of the shipments are coming in from China and, you know, other places around the world that have been affected by this. So no, she's just like, it's been tough, like, it's been really really tough for her too and she's just like you know it's scary it's like they're literally soldiers like in the medical field and them out there like fighting against this covid war oh absolutely absolutely um you said your husband is italian so obviously he has family back in italy yeah um i think his great grandparents were from sicily i can never say that sicily (laughs) yes (laughs) not say it Oh, yeah. And um, they came to America like uh, I like Adam still has his great grandmother, which is amazing. Great grandmother and great grandfather. Oh, so, yeah. And then they're yeah, they're from Sicily. And I think he has like distant relatives there. We okay. actually went to Italy for our honeymoon, but we didn't go to Sicily. OK, OK. And yeah. so obviously you have nobody there right now. Right now, yeah. No, nobody that he knows of that he can directly stay in contact with. Like, I think his grandparents probably do, but we haven't discussed that with them. No, for sure. And the rest of your, like, your husband's family is all in, like, the Maryland area, or whereabouts are they in the States? Yeah. Yeah, thank God everybody's like literally 15 to 30 minutes away from us. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, it's um it's crazy. This this entire situation is crazy. So I can completely understand your business is literally just on hold just like the rest of the world and uh, we just don't know how it's going to how it's going to go. Like it's crazy, you know, a week ago. Well, I think they said on the on the news that it was about a month ago that the US recorded their first case. Um and now it's just the numbers are skyrocketing, especially yeah. in the States. Right. And it's like in every hospital now. Like it was like, oh, it's only in this one area. And now it's like there's patients everywhere. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I know we obviously you guys have a crazy population compared to Canada, but yeah. um, <laughs> it's just crazy to watch the U.S. numbers grow compared to compared to ours. Like I think we have... Last I checked in all of Canada, I think we had about 6,000 cases, um, which is very minimal. But I mean, you guys have, I'm pretty sure that the actual like inner part of New York has a bigger population than all of Canada. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, like New York City, oh my gosh, it's just like 
a melting pot of the United States, pretty much. Oh, for sure. It's just, yeah. and I swear that's probably the busiest airport, probably yes. in all of the states, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How far are, are you guys from New York? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I am four hours away from New York. Oh, okay, okay. And sorry, yeah. what did you ask? Oh, are you guys on lockdown? We're on lockdown. So they basically closed. So I'm in uh, Calgary in Alberta. So I'm kind of the Western side of Canada. Um, and so basically they've locked down all of Canada. So obviously no one can leave the country. Um, I think only essential services like truckers and stuff can go into the States and back into Canada. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've locked down um, interprovincial kind of traveling unless it's absolutely essential. Um, and then as far as our city, like basically all non-essential businesses have closed. So, um, grocery stores, liquor stores are still open. Cannabis stores are still open because it's legal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Apparently that's an essential service. Um, and then gas stations and things like that. But like outside of that, everything is closed. Businesses are closed. My husband's a real estate agent. And so his business is basically just stopped, right? My photography business has just stopped. So it's, um, yeah, it's hard when two people are entrepreneurs and in this situation and there's really no end in sight. It's kind of, you're kind of seeing the world starting to recover, right? Like, so China obviously recovering. Yeah. On the news, I think they said last night that Italy, um, is starting to slowly kind of see the peak of this, which is a positive, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So um, do you think that kind of once this is all over that you will pick this back up? Oh my gosh, definitely. Because yeah. I must say like my brides are so, so optimistic and this is why I love what I do. Like mm-hmm. my June bride told me that as long as she gets to marry the love her, uh, her life, she will be happy. And that just made my heart melt because at Aww. the end of the day, like I do all of this to be icing on the cake for couples who already are filled with so much love, you know? Totally. Like, no. And I'm sure it's, it's an amazing feeling to yeah, see their faces when you, yeah. when you kind of <laughs> open the door of their events space right right exactly they're like oh you made this come true like it didn't matter and I'm like oh my gosh I love this I love it love it love it oh that's awesome honestly well this was an amazing chat Nita um I'm so glad that I got to talk to you and kind of have a more positive chat than uh all this COVID business right right (laughs) exactly I'm so tired of talking about it and I like I literally put on your podcast and oh my god I loved the doula podcast and I was like where was she when I was giving birth like I I know Brittany was amazing um well I'm sure she'll love your podcast too um so I'm going to definitely put this up here really quickly but if anybody wants to find you I know you said you're not overly marketing your business yet um but if anybody wants to find you, where can they find you? Okay. So you guys can find me on Instagram as a pack Italian mom, which is because Adam is half Pakistani and half Italian <laughs> and make sure to check out my YouTube channel. It's called Nita project for party decor and mom life videos. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on Nita and please stay safe and give Adam some love for us. Oh, thank you. I You're definitely welcome. stay safe as well. Like, Awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, 
decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.